We're about to live stream. Here we go. It's halfway there. Well, it says unsupported, but I it, it's on, and then we do record to the cloud. Fancy. That's going to be really loud, guys. Sorry. Let's bring this over um, right now. It is recording. Let's let's bring us up. I think I can do that. Let's bring us up for the for the for the start of the show, anyways. Hey, you know what? It's Wednesday night, so it must be time for Whiskey Wednesday. Woo-hoo. All right, all right, Whiskey Wednesday. Who who would have thought that just a humble day in the middle of the week called Hump Day before would transform magically into one of your favorite days of the week? Who would have thunk it? Right. Well. It's going to even turn even better because today I, I have uh, Joe Jameson is here with us today. Is that him? That's him. Let's see if we get everything. Oh, great. And he's here. And also, let's get him up here. I will split the screen right now. Simon Brooking is here with us tonight, too. Hello, Ryan, and hello to your Whiskey Wednesday drinkers. He's oh, he's on fire tonight, people. It's going to be a great one. All right. So, um, Lafroig, it's in the middle of winter, right? I mean, we're 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 in February. So, uh, uh, fire, peat, whiskey, it all comes together in the month of February, because I don't know how, but February is just for it's twenty nine days this year, so it's got an extra day, Joe. Extra day. But it's a, like the longest damn month of the shortest month, right? The most, uh, the most days for uh, whiskey drinking, for sure. Yeah, well, that's why we have to drink whiskey to yeah. get through it. Yes, perfect whiskey drinking weather. As I Although this year, I will say, I think January was really long this year. Did January seem really long for you guys this year? Yeah, that's because you guys went dry and you were quitters. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's, let's keep January damp. <laughs> yes. Yes. Moist. All right. Moist. I, I hate that word. Uh, <laughs> but yes, you are correct, Simon, as usual. All right. Joe and I are here. Simon's over there. Hopefully Simon's got some. Uh, I'm sure Simon has some whiskey laid out in front of him, but oh, we yeah. have whiskey. You guys have whiskey laid out in front of you. A large portion. Large portion. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Uh, that That is actually not a fake background. Simon is going to go tap a, tap a barrel in a second, tap a cask. All right, so um, let's get started. Let's do it. All right, we got we got Lafroy, but we got some other stuff. We, we do. We mixed it up. We do. We uh, we will get to Isla, but first we're gonna take a trip to Akintoshin, just to to warm up our palates a little bit. Um, so your first, are we jumping straight into the whiskey tasting? Sure. Why not? Okay. Yes. What else are we gonna do? Ah, good point. All right. So um, number one. First uh, whiskey you have in front of you, Akintoshin. So um, this this has kind of got an interesting uh, bit of backstory as to when Akintoshin came about. Look on the bottle. It says established 1823. And one of my favorite stories about going to these distilleries and talking to the master distillers there is just they putting established on the bottle is another way of saying caught by the tax man, right? So caught in 1823. Coincidentally, the same year was the whiskey excise tax uh, law that was passed, basically legalized making whiskey. So all the illicit distillers um, were not legit. We're, we're going <laughs> legit. Um, so Akintosh could buy rougher. How does that go, uh, Simon? They, one way or the other, they were going to go legit. Exactly. So not a coincidence. The same year, Akintosh was officially established. Right. Um, so Akintoshin, does anybody know what Akintoshin translates to? Delicious. It should be. It should be. <laughs> um, so it doesn't, it sometimes sounds almost like a German word, right? Um, but it actually is uh, Gaelic for corner of the field. So this is a reference to where the distillers would hide the still from the tax man in the corner of the field. And literally that's what the, they named their whiskey after. So uh, Akintoshin, it's kind of a mouthful. Uh, to say, um, but enough about talking about it. Let's actually have a mouthful of whiskey, all right? Tough uh, to stay, easy to drink. There you go. Can I offer a toast? 
You certainly may, son. Please. All right, so here we go. Come, guess me this riddle. What beats pipes and fiddle? What's hotter than mustard and milder than cream? What best wets your whistle? What's clearer than crystal? Sweeter than honey and stronger than steam? What can make the dumb talk? What can make the lame walk? What's the elixir of life and philosopher's stone? And what helped Mr. Brummel to dig the Thames Tunnel? Sure wasn't it whiskey from old Inishone. So stick to the crater, the best thing in nature, for sinking your sorrows and raising your joys. And lads, I'd half wonder if lightning and thunder was made from the plunder of whiskey, my boys. Akatoshin. Slanja. Slanja. Mm. Okay, so, but Akatoshin's a little bit different than a lot of the other stuff we're going to try tonight. Right. It's got a little bit different process than a traditional, maybe say, I don't know if it's proper terminology, but a traditional Scottish whiskey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the vast majority, who knows, 95% of Scotch single malt whiskey is double distilled. That's what they are known for. And if you look at a bottle of Irish whiskey, you're more likely to see that as triple distilled, right? So Akintosh is one of the few of the proud uh, who have been triple distilling every drop um, since they since they began. And they're, um, they bring centuries of uh, triple distillation knowledge to the table, right? So and, um, you know, you can look at that two ways. You think um, you're distilling it a third time, you're refining it again, you're, mm-hmm. um, you're taking bits out. Um, but uh, what they're really doing is focusing more on the oak, on the cask, um, and putting more time, effort, and money behind the oak, really, and letting that be the main driver of the flavor. Well, you're, you're sort of like by doing the triple di- distillation, you're, you're making a light, sort of a lighter spirit that's going to... Uh... Let the let the wood of the barrel sort of show through. Is that, is that what we're getting precisely, at? Precisely, precisely. Yeah. And um, yeah, you don't often get quite the level of uh, of oak that you. I mean, there are exceptions in uh, other triple distilled liquids, but I mean, Akintoshin is is really the is really the pinnacle of triple distillation as far as like investing in the oak. Um, and in fact, the the the, uh, the three wood actually has a uh, a unique backstory to it. Um, okay. And Simon, I don't know if you uh, can share a little bit of background on. Sure, yeah, on it, was our, it was our master master blender at the time. Um, was uh, it's a long holiday weekend. He put in a request for the boys in the warehouse to fill uh, from bourbon to sherry, Oloroso sherry. The boys, in their hastiness to get out for the long weekend, neglected to look for the medallion, which is a small medallion on a on a sherry cask that denotes the Pedro Jimenez uh, variant. And so they filled all these PX casks. And so as a result, um, they uh, when the master blender came back uh, from the holiday, discovered that they had in, uh, mistakenly filled the PX casks as well. So um, we are thrifty, we Scots. So he wasn't going to let it go to waste. So he decided to keep it uh, maturing in the PX and then use the combination of the PX and the Oloroso uh, uh, blend and hence came uh, the three wood came to fruition. That's great. Every golf close should have the three wood. Right. You should always have a three wood in your golf. Yeah, club. I mean, why not? Right. You know, do you know my joke about uh, uh, double and triple distillation for between the Irish and the Scots? Tom, have I ever told you this? No. So, you know, there's always a thing of what's better is triple distillation or double distillation. And of, 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 of course, the Scots will say, well, we do just double distillation because uh, the Irish do it three times because they can't get it right. The first two, and they got to do it a third time. And the Irish say, well, they only do double distillation because that's how high they can count. <laughs> Scots can count. So, so uh, One, I don't really care. Two. two. That's it. Three. And three. No. <laughs> Listen, I only have a problem when they when they when they get to 21. There you go. <laughs> Think about it that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's the whole thing though. That that Akatosh and getting that like third time distillation does uh I think allow it to um bring on a lot more character of the barrel in a um a forefront way without being overwhelmed by it too. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so uh, we we do have one of our competitors has come online again, which is really exciting, and that's the Rosebank mm. uh, Distillery, and they legendary were, Rosebank Distillery. They are triple <laughs> distilling as well, but of course, it'll be a few years before we see yeah. it. They're like liquid, but uh, great to have uh, more competition, more more lowland whiskies. I think the lowlands is a region that uh, has been uh, under under. And the service. I mean, yeah. there there was I mean, at one point there was a lot of lowland whiskeys. Now, you know, there you know, it's tough to stand alone, yeah. uh, especially being the lowlands, because you don't get the tourists. You don't get everybody coming to see it because you're the only one. There's no you know, sometimes when you see these other distilleries that are all by themselves and are isolated, yeah. it's a trek to get there. But it's also an isolating factor. Not as many people visit them. Right. And that's what you unfortunately in this day and age, it's out of what you need. But luckily, Akintosh, and you're only 30 minutes north of Glasgow. So right. any, any tourists going to Glasgow, you can easily get there, right. which is obviously a, a huge plus. But, um, you know, you look at how many lowland distilleries there are now compared to other regions. And, you know, they everyone was driven north by the by the taxmen to, to take refuge in the hills and the to, to do their illicit distilling. So that's why there's so few really yeah. in, in the around, lowlands. Around yeah. town. Why would you stay around town? But the if you look at get you. If you look technically at the the Highland Line, and uh, and where the Lowlands actually technically begins, you're looking at uh, a lot more distilleries that are north of that. The line that between Glasgow and Edinburgh, you're looking at Lindor's Abbey, you're looking at King's Barns, um, that uh, uh, well we said Rosebank as well. Um, but also there's the new distilleries that are opening in, down in the border, the, the Borders Distillery, Annandale. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few new distilleries in the lowlands. I think it's yeah. going to be a, a region. Uh, it'll be the next region. Well, there's will... a lot more people there, too. I mean, in the yeah. lowlands, there's more there's more population. I mean, there's more people clamoring for, mm -hmm. you know, for whiskey and stuff. So I think yeah. it, I rightfully so. Yeah. And uh, land for for growing barley as well. I mean. Yeah, that's uh, that's usually yeah. The, the the Lammermuir Hills of of the Lowlands, they're low rolling hills, uh, uh, beautiful like a, a woman's body, very soft and gonna curved. get us in trouble. I know he is. I just know he is. There he goes. <laughs> it's that three wood. <laughs> it's that three wood. Yeah, blame it on the whiskey. That'll go well. All right. Um, but what do you guys think of the three wood? Yeah. It's good. It's it's it, it is one of those things that I, I I joke, but you really should have the three wood in your golf bag, absolutely. Whatever you call golfing, so um, that's it's 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 really good. And I I don't still to this day don't understand why the marketing hasn't gone in and basically sold this to every golf course in the United States. But anyways, I digress. They don't hire me anymore, so like you can see why. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. So there's there's, I think it's good because. I don't think everybody on a regular basis um, gets to try uh, Akatoshin, you know, and it's, it's sort of a little bit of an unsung uh, hero um, in the lineup. You got five distill. There's five distilleries that are, that are there um, in, under the, the, the beam Suntory um, portfolio. And, you know, of course we're going to be trying Lafroy, which is the, that's the grand dame. That's yep. the, that's the, 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 it, the, yeah, the crown jewel on that. But, some of the other distilleries uh, that get overlooked are, and we're about to try another one, right? I mean, we're doing, what, what's number yeah, two? We're, we're jumping straight into Bowmore 12 year. Ah, Bowmore. Yes. That's so, another one. So this is, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just shifting gears dramatically, right, with the flavor profile and, um, you know, production methods where we're obviously getting into the realm of peat. Um, there's no question about it. You probably smelled it as you walked into the room immediately. Um, that that it's not like a smell. warm fireplace when I walked yep. in. Yep. To get everything ready. Um, but you know the what I love most. One of the things I love most about Isla whiskeys is, is really the the history of of the island and and the long road really that we took to to making whiskey there. And you know you 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 go to the island and you're you're walking among standing stones that have been there for 5000 years you know neolithic era stuff and then you you're looking at uh pre-viking celtic crosses that are up there and then you get to 
sort of the uh, McDonald clan stronghold and, and Finlogan and it's just steeped in history. And then you fast forward to the, uh, you know, the 14, 15, 16, 1700s. And that's when the, the distillers are taking refuge and uh, on the islands because the taxmen just don't want to go there. They really, they literally can't be bothered to go and, and, and tax these distillers. I mean, we, you can take the ferry across, but we, you know, we always talk about like that. That's, you know, it's, it's even today, it's not a guarantee you're getting to the island. No. Tyler, no. It's right no, there's now. No the guarantee. There's no guarantee you're getting there. And particularly so. this time of the year, the the winds have been fierce and yeah. uh, have driven a lot of folks back. I, I know our our good friend, Mr. Um, uh, Mr. David uh, from Ardbeg. Mr. David Blackmore? Yes, he was just- of the famous back. Blackmores? He yeah. could not, could, had to spend his three nights in Glasgow- Trying to get to Isla just yeah. recently, and they couldn't because of the weather. Well, I mean, you got the ferry go, you got the ferry going over, and then you, you know, uh, and then you could take the chance on the plane right. going going over, and you know, it's it's a uh, it's a crapshoot at best, especially right. certain certain times of the year. So now think of that. Go back a hundred years or two hundred years and try to yeah. do the same thing with a you know a dinghy or whatever and getting over to the island as the taxman. You know what? Let them make the whiskey exactly. over there. I'm done. Exactly. When they come bring it back over here, well, I'll worry about it. In fact, it was it was uh, noted in 1793, uh, Reverend Archibald Robertson, uh, and I'm a Robertson, that's my, my clan, uh, it, it was quoted as saying, this island hath a liberty of brewing whiskey without being under the necessity of paying the usual excise duty to the government. We have not an excise officer in the whole island. The quantity yes. thereof of whiskey that is made here is very great. And the evil that follows drinking to excess of this liquor is very visible in this island. <laughs> right? They were called a wild and barbarous people yes. by, the, by the mainlanders. And Simon is the black sheep of the family, as you can tell, because everybody else was in the temperance of, of, of whiskey, and he makes his living from it. Ah. See how things have turned? <laughs> Baz is right. Yeah. What's I was like, I, I, go ahead. What's the difference between the Rolling Stones and the Scotsman? What? The Rolling Stones sings, hey, you, get off of my cloud. And the Scotsman sings, hey, McLeod, get off of my you. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. I haven't and heard that one. That was bad. Um, that was great. When Zuckerberg took us down off of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rolling Stones have reached out. And uh, no. yes. um, yeah, so... Uh, Right, so we're we're getting a uh, our first uh, sip of Bowmore if we haven't already. This is this is um you know I I liked when we uh, when Bowmore came out with some of the like the um, it wasn't the Tempest it was the Doris Moore it ended up to be Doris Moore and stuff like that I like the younger like this is twelve but I get it but I I like some of the younger whiskeys that um you get that peatiness and the peat is what I like to call sweet peat. It has not really gone that earthy sort of uh, expression as it can when it gets older. You got more of that that vibrance and that it, there's a sweetness to it. And yeah, that's you mentioned evident. Yeah. you mentioned the Doris Moore. I, the the ten, that I think you get that sweet peat around the ten years with yeah the, yeah. Uh, I you, still get a little bit of it here in the twelve. Right. It's not as it's not as pronounced. It's getting a little bit more mature, um, but it still has that vibrance to it, which is nice. Yeah, there's a ten year available uh, in duty free that has has got a lot of those those notes, that, those vibrant. I'll have to grab some of that, that next time I'm on. Simon, does that ten year duty free? Does that have sherry in it as well, or is that all American oak? That's American oak, right? So that's and like the Doris Moore, which is all American oak. Yes, yeah. you get a lot of that sweetness from the American oak, and this has, I believe, the last two years, right, Simon, and uh, and sherry cask. Yeah. Right, so you get the nice. Yeah, yeah get that. Starting to get that cherry. Bowmore is loves playing with. Well, we were we were very fortunate um, as the Lock and Key Society to be over in Scotland um, with uh, Jamie McKenzie. Um, it, it actually, I don't think his brother has the pub anymore, but we were over um, with his pub when they um, they were getting they were going to release the uh, the Tempest for North America hmm. that was going to come over to the estates. And uh, we had several bottles of that um, at our disposal uh, to try. And uh, I, I think I drank over half a bottle myself. That was uh, 
That was great. So and the the Tempest, they had to change the name. Yeah, I would have fought that more because uh, because there was a Tempest brand already in the U.S. Yeah, it was a Tempest. It was a Tempest brand over here. It was wine. Correct. And I don't think anybody would have got confused. (laughs) (laughs) No one was going to get confused. Uh, You know, it's like one of those type of things. I may have fought a little bit higher for that one, but but it was a great whiskey, and so was the Doris Moore, and so was the uh, Devil's Gasket, which was the more of the sherry one. Those were all great too. Yes. You know, and I love the 12, and I'm so glad that the uh, the 15 is coming back, right? The darkest. Uh, well, it won't. It's not known as darkest. It's uh, it's a uh, 15 year. Yeah. The name, the name darkest has been removed, uh, but the liquid is the same liquid. It'll always uh, be darkest in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I'll offer a toast. You probably drank. Okay. Your yeah. Sure. Yeah. You guys here's, drink your whiskey. Here's, here's the Bowmore toast. And this is the uh, the the motto for Bomor. Okay. It's Choigen Agas Shor Vanakech, and that translates to pleasure and perseverance. Slanja. Slanja. Cheers. That's nice. I love that. And the other thing that makes this so. Who doesn't like Pete? <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong Cause this, place. Because this evening is about to get really bad for you. No, but you may starting... want to leave now. <laughs> yeah. We're starting off in a relatively yeah, easy my, Right, exactly. It's, it's also 80 proof, right? Yeah. You're, 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 we're starting in an easy. This spot. isn't going to curl your toes. This yeah. is like stepping, you're putting your foot, your big toe in the water. It's not going to curl your toe. Right. It's, it's... But it's in, 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 in a lot of ways, it's a really, really great entry level into the whole Isla category. Yeah. Um, it's soft, it's approachable, it's got that sherry influence, but unmistakable peat, salt, brine smoke i mean it's all there um absolutely and uh yeah it's just a lovely elegant expression it was great anybody, the, fir- anybody the first time they have bowmore first time to bowmore all right what'd you think pretty good right yeah okay they just gave you the new england okay not yeah. bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it we'll take it yeah well no that's really means good right <laughs> New England, New England, we have a weird way of saying things are good. It's not bad. All right. Well, I guess it's good then. Right. Here we go. I, I like that one. I love the 12. The 12 is yeah. a solid, solid hitter. Has anybody um, not had a, an Isla whiskey before? Okay. So, I don't think it. they'd be here, to be yeah. honest with you, at this point. <laughs> it's okay. If if they, you like, it's okay if you haven't, but I don't think anybody's going like, yeah. Hell, let's try that peaty stuff for now. Yeah. I haven't done any of that stuff. I don't like anything with strong taste or flavor, and I certainly don't like smoke. But you know what? Let's go to that tasting. <laughs> yeah. No. And um, this is a uh, like I mentioned, a really easy entry point to the category. You know, we talk about this compared to Lafroig. Lafroig is are we familiar with like the heat measurements, parts per million, the phenol content, right? So this is this is around twenty. What's twenty four, twenty six, Simon? Yeah, going in before the distillation. So the the phenol content is actually measured in the peated malt, not the actual whiskey. Right. But so yeah, so bef- I guess yeah, going before, in it's it's going in, yeah. it's going in at that, but it's coming out less. Yes. So it, it even drops down a little bit further from that. Yeah, I mean you're adding water to proof it down for so there's various things that'll bring yeah. it down, but um, contrast that against uh, Lafroy, we're starting to get into forty two parts per million, so. Um, Speaking of which, let's jump to LaFroy. Let's jump in. All right. That's a great segue, wasn't it? All right. So the next one was... Let's drink more whiskey. Oh, that was a great segue. <laughs> what mm-hmm. was the next one? Is it the sherry? The sherry. Oh. Okay. So th- just so we, we're all... We'll go through some stuff at the end. We don't have this in right now. This is coming. Yeah, we're getting more of it. We are getting more of it. I just... We, 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 just, we just beat somebody up. So we sold all of ours, and now we're taking other people's. There you go. Arr. You're just so. a pirate. You're just a pirate, yeah, I, Maloney. Yeah. Or a bully. I don't know. All I know is they don't really care what I am as long as I get the whiskey. That's it. <laughs> Look, they're all agreeing. They're all oh. agreeing. Like, yeah, kill those people and take their whiskey, Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. More for us. Yeah. Death and destruction, but we got whiskey. Yay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, out of all the... The ones we're tasting today, aside from obviously the last one, this one is is kind of the 
in some ways the most rare just because it's a newer release yeah it's uh has anybody not had this one there are probably a lot of people have yeah a couple one. of you guys have yeah so you're it came and went really quick yes and then so, it'll come and go uh, yeah. based on availability it's gonna be it's gonna be um uh like uh waves yes we're getting we're getting shipments it's uh it's, it's supposed a, to be an ex line extension it's a permanent addition to yeah. the family oh, um, we haven't seen it permanently yet yeah it's it's uh th- we're, we're gonna it's that cousin that keeps showing getting up to, more of it. to holiday well, dinners right now similar to the early years of the lafroy quarter cask that was yeah that was which has become a, a standard Staple. extension yeah. our second largest seller for the lafroy grange uh this is this has been introduced but it's been received incredibly well and uh, so please have patience because we're we're making more. It's just takes a whole 10 years to make it. So, yeah. Yep. You know, things great about whiskey. There's always more whiskey. So just going to be patient. That's it. Yeah. Um, but we are supposedly getting a couple more cases of this. Just FYI. So there you go. So keep an eye out and we'll go through that later tonight. All right. What do you guys think of the sherry? Good. Sort of a little bit like, um, a sort of look like, uh, 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 Canadian bacon, mm. you know, yes. a stripey, a stripey bacon or something like that. You get that smoke, that smoky, sweet, meat. in the meaty side of the, the, um, aspects to it. I love that barbecue, and, right? Barbecue. That's out of another one. That's out of this is, uh, this is more reminiscent of a style of Lafroig from the mid 20th century when we were still using sherry casks. Yeah. Although we preferred to use bourbon barrels. Uh, Ian Hunter was a great uh, fan of the bourbon casks. But uh, these were still, sherry was being used quite a bit um, uh, by uh, Bessie Williamson, uh, his, uh, the distiller manager took over after Ian. So there was still a lot of sherry casks available. Um, so this is more reminiscent of that flavor, that sweetness. Little softer, you're getting yeah, these really nice. the grape. And we had a, a great event recently at Citizen Public uh, in Boston, um, where we uh, Joe had set up a, a great evening of uh, oysters. Uh, it was a Burns night, um, but instead of haggis, we did a pig. So uh, I addressed the hoggies instead of the haggis. Um, and the restaurant used this uh, as a basting sauce. Ah, nice. Yeah, that's incredible. And it was a fantastic peat pig um, with those sherry notes. Pig. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. I was. love this a lot. It's um, really great. Yeah, and then immediately, obviously, you're getting the the sherry influence, but the just the sheer smoke coming through is it's just you know you can't escape it. And you know, just speaking briefly about the the differences of some of the main differences of production on, on Bowmore versus Lafroy, right? So um, one that's overlooked, I think, um, is the is the washbacks. So at Bowmore, you have the wooden washbacks. Lafroy, you have stainless steel washbacks. Each distillery says uh, that their uh, washback is is unique to their flavor profile. And like Lafroy will say, stainless steel doesn't uh, impact flavor very much. So you, it really depends on you ask about that it um, also depends on what you're trying to get at, uh, listen it's all about consistency yes right and no matter like Bowman wants to come out this way it needs to be consistent to do that yes Lafroy wants to come out this way you need yes. to be consistent about that and so this the you know Lafroy is producing far more yeah liquid than the Bowmore Bowmore has a luxury of being able to right. use uh wooden washbacks it's just I think a uh, more practical to use stainless steel but uh the main the main differences so for for bowmore you you have a, a hotter fire a hotter peat fire right so you have um and with the lafroy you have a uh a, a slightly like smokier yeah exactly so think about like throwing like a damp log on a fire yeah that's what they're doing at lafroy throwing like damp peat on a smoldering fire they want more smoke and bowmore they want a hotter fire um, they don't want actually less smoke. They still want the smoke, but they just don't want as much as Lefroy wants. Mm. So Lefroy is going to put a damper, um, you know, piece of peat on on the peat. Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're you're getting that that smokier taste because of that production process that Lefroy uses versus so you know there's 
nine, actually going on 10, 11 distilleries on the island now. Um, you know, they all taste like they're from Isla, but they all have slightly different production processes Absolutely. that um, they have their own kind of take on it. And uh, Lafroig is a big proponent of that uh, low and slow method, which uh, I think. Well, really if you don't like Pete, they're all the same. Like, yeah. I mean, this is out of like the look at it's like if you come if you don't like peated whiskey, somebody goes, yeah, I don't like any of the island. They're all the same because they, they sort of lump it all together. Yeah. If you're into like peaty whiskeys, then you all of a sudden start delving into the nuances between the distilleries and the expressions yes. within those distilleries. Yes. You know, so that's that's it, it's a uh, more of a myopic look if you're into this stuff. Yes. You know, and even though there is there is there's distilleries on Isla that don't make or make versions of non peated whiskey, too. So. Right. And there's um, rum now. There's a rum distillery on the island. That's it. I'll start talking like pirates on the island. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> I told you it was only a matter of time, Simon. Yeah. Well, we've got the three well, three distilleries that are still yeah. doing that are doing floor maltings on Isla. Yeah. Um, there's uh the, then there's the new distillery. Joe was just mentioning there's a couple more that are coming online shortly. The newest one, which is under construction right now, is Port Natruin. It's also known as Farkin, uh, and they'll be doing their own floor maltings as well. So there'll be four he distilleries said on island. Farkin, just Farkin. in case anybody's wondering. Farkin floor maltings. Farkin floor maltings. Don't say that 10 times fast, please. Yes, yeah, we're all set. Simon said it correctly. I just want to make sure everybody understood that he said it correctly. <laughs> although, although, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Facebook translated as barking, so you're okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a great call out, Simon, as well on the on the floor malting. So, um, if you've been to a distillery and you walk into a room and you see all the grain spread out across the floor, that's how they used to do the malting process. And a select few distilleries around Isla and the rest of Scotland still do. And essentially, I like to think of it as like indoor farming. You're you're allowing the seed to grow and germinate over a period of seven days and then just stopping it immediately when the sugar content is at the, the right spot and then converting that, that sugar or that starts into sugar rather. So, uh, you know, and it's right. It's, you know, you have these windows overlooking the sea. So it's breathing in all the sea air. It's just really a beautiful environment to, to do the floor malting. So it's magical. And our malt men are the farmers uh, at the distillery because that's all, that's their job. That is exclusively for them is to soak the barley, germinate it, lay it out on the floor, let it grow, and then dry it. And you and many of them come from a farming background, and you ask yeah. them where they would rather be uh, in the middle of February, uh, out on out on the moor, out on the field with eighty mile an hour <laughs> winds, or would be in the warmth uh, of a covered, uh, roofed. Uh, malting house they would much rather stay indoors and grow yes. the barley it's a you much know, that's the that's sort of the funny part we don't think about that but um the the malt the malting uh floor and stuff like that is not heated or anything like that but when you start uh germinating uh malt it actually creates heat yes uh yeah. in there too so it's not an interesting that like it's all like you know it is warm in there it's toasty but it's toasty it's not you know like but but that's part of the process is actually you do create heat when you're doing the process. So it's not a, it's yes. very interesting. Yeah, it keeps the, the, the lads warm, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't want it to get too warm because then it starts to mold. That's right. So that's so we're, we're looking for that balance of temperature. Yep. Right. And the windows are the windows kept are, open. No, and... the windows are yeah, levered. Yeah, and they, so control, they can the temperature. control the temperature. Exactly. Right. So what did you guys think of the sherry one? Yes, no, maybe. Like it. All right. I gotta get more than a couple cases. So okay. This, this is PX. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Oloroso, by the way. This Oloroso. Is, uh, finished in two years for Oloroso Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay. The next whiskey we have is a Lafroy. <laughs> <laughs> the next couple. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. So this is the 10 year cast strength. And I, I this is um, kind of a secret collectible because it's different every year. Right. So uh, it's it's released in batches. And that's probably my aside from drinking it it's probably my favorite thing about this is that it's um as collectible as a car just what number is this one different every year we're actually drinking the 2022 tonight what's batch number what batch number that'd be 14 16 is it 16 thank you no yeah 
So 16. we're at least uh, once a year, every year. Um, and I know that there's probably a few folks out there who have all 16 batches, um, hunting them down, finding them. Um, but yeah, there's slight differences in the batches, of course. So, um, Joe, uh, I'll, I'll point out there's actually two different batches of batch yeah. number two. I forgot about that. <laughs> so that that would have been, uh, yeah, a few folks might have both of those. But um, so it's just, this is like the the purest expression of of that's batching crazy. Um, so this is uh this is the ten year and everything at Lafroy really starts around that eight year ex bourbon first fill ex bourbon cask, uh, you know flavor Johnny, profile. Can I see right? that one? So from that point, then the master distiller can decide what they want to do with that. They can throw it in another cask. Um, they can put it in a, in a second fill ex bourbon cask. Um, and, uh, this is, this is really the, what, uh, what the master distiller is going to taste when they're popping open the, the cask in the warehouse. This is, uh, this is the on steroids. And it's it's bottled on the on its birthday of its distillation. So uh, the the uh, the month for this one, Joe. December, I believe. Right. Yeah, this is December. Yeah, so this is a winter distillation, which produces a, a slightly different spirit from uh, summer distillation. The boys uh, uh, at the distilleries in Scotland like when it's colder and it's crisp mm. on the island because it produces a cleaner spirit. Um, in the warmer summer months, it's, it's, it's a slightly different spirit. Um, but, uh, clean and crisp is, is tasty. But the last time I was over there, we were on batch number 14. And if anybody collects the, the batches, uh, number 14 is a killer. It's really good. I recall batch that number one. 14 is spectacular. I'm a fan of number 12, which is like 12. 61.2% alcohol. It's a big, big boy. <laughs> Just doing your ancestors proud who were part of the temperance movement, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And now, now you want the highest ABV you can possibly get, Simon. You're, well, you're evolved. And, and this was, this was, uh, the 10 year cost strength was really, as Joe was saying, the, the closest thing you could get to, being where I am right now in the warehouse and knocking the bung out and pulling, pulling a sample yourself. It wasn't until the, uh, the group from lock and key came pounding at our warehouse doors, demanding a, a single barrel that, uh, now we have the single barrel options available, which is, uh, uh, really as close as you can get to stepping into the warehouse and pulling a sample today. Yeah. We only have a couple to go to get to that too. So question over. Here? Yeah. The strength of that one is, is uh 58.5 117 proof. And for me, it highlights flavor, not, not the alcohol. Um, yeah. And I encourage I people to, to explore the, the cast strength ranges because it's um, it really is uh, at its peak flavor. Uh, and you can then add water if you like. I, I was going to say, if you add like, like a couple of drops to this, wait till you see all the other flavors that start popping on this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. You're not really going to, I mean, even adding a couple of drops, you're not going to bring the ABV down that much. You're going to probably be drinking at like 110 or so uh, by adding a couple of drops to this, but it is fantastic. Um, it's like, I, I it's like, fun. it's like cliff diving. You're standing on the edge, you sip, and then you dive and you dive deep into the waters and find all these other layers of flavor there. Yeah. I think in person's whiskey. So they say, yes, this I wouldn't a... know anything about that. I don't do much thinking, but you know, unless, know. unless you drink the whole bottle and then you don't think that's called, <laughs> as I told somebody else, that's called the time traveler. You lose days. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's the Lafroigian slip. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. I like that one. I'll be using that one. That's okay. Simon uses some of mine. I use some of his. It's fine. There you go. Don't worry. We, we steal from the best. That's right. Or, or in my case, from Simon. <laughs> <laughs> He's so far away, he can't hurt me. 
but Joe can. I can reach him. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. All right. So, all right. The next one. What do we got next? I mean, this is so fantastic. I love it. Yes. Um, we're jumping into another big one, right? And another. Oh, the nose on that is amazing. Collectible. Uh, Cargis. This is a this is a a range that was originally built for the friends of Lafroig. Who do we have? Friends of Lafroig in here. Quite a few of you. Nice. So this was designed to, so every year at the Feshiel, which is the festival where every distillery on the island releases a special bottling, this uh, car just was released. Simon, is this the, something around like 16 or 17 edition? We, uh, named Carchus, we've been doing it since 2012. We've been producing a, uh, a bottling for the Isla Whiskey Festival since 2008. Ah. But the Karchus name itself came into being in 2012. All so. Right, so number 12. Yeah, this is the 12th year. Of, I of, think the first year that came out, Simon, you might remember this. I think the first year that, that Karchus came out, you were playing golf with my father and myself, and we drank a bottle on the course. Do you remember that? Or do you not remember that because we drank a bottle on the course? I remember it. I remember the beginning of it. <laughs> it was the best round of golf I ever played. Yes. And the cool part is after the ninth, we never hit a ball, which is awesome. <laughs> it's a neat trick if you can do it, but it was, it was really good. And I think that was really one of the first, I, I I'm almost positive. That was one of the first, that was like the first cartridge that, that had come out and you had brought a bottle over and we, we, we enjoyed that playing, playing around to golf. And that was the, uh, the, I think we were in West Boylston, right? I think we were up at Cyprian keys or something like that. I think, I don't remember. Yeah. It was the Portwood. Was it the Portwood one? Was, was the Portwood one? Amazing yeah. carges. Mm. So originally this was. It cost me a lot of money because I had to buy my father a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, originally this was created for the for the friends of Lafroy, but then they just yeah. opened it up because of its popularity to the general public and it became available for, for everybody. Um, and every year is a different version of Cargis. It's uh, sometimes they're finished in port cast, sometimes they're finished in sherry cast, sometimes they're cast strength, sometimes they're quarter cask. And um, that's the beauty of Cargis is that they get to experiment. The master stiller gets to create these new flavors. Um, and uh, we always look forward to the new Cargis, right? Because it's we know it's going to be something that peaty, big, you know, lots of flavor, high alcohol. Yeah. Um, so this year, we have, I, I think it's one of the, the few cartridges, right, that has uh, um, three different types of casks going on here. So you have American oak as the base, then you have mm -hmm. um, you have uh, uh, white uh, uh, port, and you have sherry. So this is really um, a true, uh, you know, this is this, this is Barry's first. Was this was this Madeira? Was it Madeira? It's a Madeira. Madeira. Oh, sorry, my mistake. No, no, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not trying to. White, White Port and Madeira. White Port and Madeira, right? Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for Madeira. I don't think Madeira gets enough credit when it's used in whiskey. It's a smaller it's a smaller category, so there's yeah. simply less of the casks available. But right. the, it the shows heated... really well in, in peated whiskey and Irish whiskey for some reason. Yeah. We did have a, a Madeira release about seven years ago. It yeah. was 20, 2016. The cartridge from 2016 was, it was a Madeira. It was straight Madeira, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. This is I love it. The the white port plays very, very well in this. I it's it's uh it's a symphony of flavors. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, you get more kind of green apple notes on mm. that come from the, the white port on this. And the Madeira you get more uh dark brown sugar, yeah, roasted almonds kind of notes. Really yeah. nice together though. Yes. I love this one. This is really nice. Mm. Yeah, what do you guys think of the Madeira the Karchus? We're getting more of this one too. <laughs> yes. So keep that in mind. Are, are your are your guests uh, tasting the port, or tasting the Madeira? Are they getting those influences? Are you getting the flavor differences? Are you tasting? Is it is it well? Because I the the point about this I think is the uh, the harmony between the two. I I don't like I don't think you like. Oh, I taste that. I taste this. I think it it really integrates really yes. nicely. Uh, together, I think it's a very balanced whiskey. We were just talking about this earlier, but the balance of this whiskey, on especially this one, yes. it it just it, it it's an overall effect, which I think is really neat. 
Yeah, and I think over time the the different influences present themselves. Right. Yes. You know, this is this is definitely a long, long, slow sipping whiskey. Yes. Really nice. On the nose, it kind of is giving me a little bit of like a like almost like an like a agricole molasses note. Yeah, for, I get a little bit of that. Yeah, that's that's more of the Madeira yeah. kind of poking its head through. Sugar cane. Nice. That's really nice. Well, we have the uh, last whiskey of the evening is um, our single barrel, the Lock and Key single barrel. And uh, this one is um, a follow-up to the heavy-handedness that I had to do to get the first barrel <laughs> of PX, which was called PX I Love You, um, which was a, a roundabout cask. It was a, a very, very different. We, we Simon and I had a lot of with the team, a lot of uh, thinking about how we were going to present this one because it was it, it basically been in its finishing cast longer than um, the maturing cast, um, but it was super popular. It was a, a heavily poor, uh, uh, a PX, obviously, influenced uh, whiskey. Did very, very well, and we went back um, once the program started. We are very fortunate to get to go back to, um, to Isla, to Lafroig, um, to work with the team and pick, select a new cask. And the cask that we happened to do was a PX cask, which is what's before you this evening. And um, this is, of course, the follow-up, which is PX I Love You Too. And uh, um, I hope you guys try this one and see what you guys think. And, and Simon can give us some more background on it. Um, it was a great trip um, over, and it was a, a, a great selecting process that we that we went through to get this and uh we were very lucky because we we had our group and we also had the guys uh all the guys from um jack jack rose which is uh you know bill bill's a friend of mine and we got to have a good pretty good time picking casks and randall almost lost his life in the bogs so that's another interesting story what the bogs giveth <laughs> the bogs taketh <laughs> All right, quickly, I'm going to tell you how I almost killed Randall. So the bogs were a little bit wet. Um, it was sort of a little bit early, and the bogs were a little bit wet. Randall, uh, being all of uh, six, seven, um, going to the bogs, he's, and we're cutting peat. And we all got our wellies on, and we're all out there, and we're cutting peat, and we're drinking, you know, as one will in 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 the bog. and Responsibly, and though. Responsibly, responsibly. So Randall goes, well, and we all get these really nice glasses of, of, of Laphroaig. And Randall says, I want to try cutting peat. I'm like, yeah, go right ahead. So he, I have my whiskey and he hands me his whiskey. And so I'm standing there and everybody else is around. And Randall gets down to cutting peat. Well, like I said, it was a little bit wet. Randall starts sinking. And, he, and he's getting to the point where he can't get up. <laughs> and he's going down. And he's looking at me to help him. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> I'm not putting down either glass of whiskey. So he's like, are you serious? <laughs> and he's getting further and further down. So eventually somebody else, not me, because I was busy holding my whiskey, helped him up. And then what the good part was when he did get out and he was okay, I go, you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Thanks to you. And I go, great. Here's your whiskey. And I gave him his whiskey back. That's so. the most important thing. You saved That's what, I saved his whiskey. I don't know what else he wanted. His life is just, he, we would, he would have been preserved. Exactly. In the bog. Exactly. He, he would have become part of the whiskey. It took him a long time to forgive me on that one, though. <laughs> so, but this is, this was a great, great trip that we got to uh, uh, be part of the uh, cast selection project and doing, I even have my, I even have my, pin on tonight yes a single cask pin so this yeah, is this our is, single cask this was yeah. uh five different styles that we offered uh you and the folks uh, and and randall and uh having the px the original px you there were other options potentially available yeah. but uh but you went with the the one that fit in historically with your original Original. Well, I got to tell you, after we went through it, I think the the other barrel that I would have picked is the one that Jack Rose picked. So, uh -huh. 
um, you know, trying everything that we got to try and going through the process. So we got to try the, I, I really, it, it happened to go that I, that we liked, liked the PX and it fit in, but it wasn't like I had to get that. And uh, the best part was, is I, we had already sort of talked about what we were going to do, especially with the guys at, you know, with, with, with Bill and his team from uh, Jack Rose and the other barrel that I would have picked is the barrel he picked. So it worked out great because we each got some of each, we, we swapped each other's barrels, uh, portions of our barrel. So, Hey, get the best of both worlds, right? Mm -hmm. Why have one expression when you can have two and uh, both loved uh, and, and good. So what do you guys think of this one? Yeah, I, I love this. I, I think this one came out great. This is fantastic. And I'll offer a toast. Okay. Love makes the world go round, but whiskey makes it spin twice as fast. There you go. Slanja. Well. Brian. That's not a bad way to end. What's do you, that? Do you know what you would call your your third single cask, single barrel? I'd have to be able to go over and get one first. Yes, but when, when the time comes, <laughs> when the time comes, hint, my hint. friend. That was a hint. I thought it was pretty good, right? Okay, they're all thinking it was good. Uh, perhaps it, you we could call it the three-peat. The three-peat. I like wow. it. I like it. You well, go. you know what? We should probably make that happen, Simon. We've named it, so it... Now, now we're going to make it, it has so. to be so. Now it has to be so. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You get us over there, we'll find a barrel. <laughs> The, you know, I, I, I've been really fortunate, of course, you know, to have Simon as a friend for all these years uh, at Lafroig, um, and, and obviously having somebody that can speak for me when I'm, I'm not there and sort of like be a, um, an advocate. Um, and, and I've had that in, in, in with, with Simon. And on top of that, um, I've gotten to pick barrels at Lafroig, not once, but twice, and not with one of the distillery managers, but with two of the distillery managers. So uh, I consider myself quite fortunate to get to know all the people that work there and all the people that make the whiskey there. And, you know, having, you know, John and Barry and Simon mm -hmm. um, over there, um, you know, uh, doing a fantastic job. So I, if, if I've never thanked you um, before, I'm thanking you now. <laughs> On the record. On the record for everybody to hear. Thank I you, thank my friend. You very, very much, Simon. I do, well, I do. I know I give you a hard time, and you give it right back. But I, I wanted you to know I, you're very much appreciated, and I love having you here for all the times that we've been through together uh, in this uh, crazy whiskey world. Well, thanks, and we we love we love what you do, and we love your customers. They are, uh... they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're an honorary bunch. I'll tell you that you right go. now. See that clapping for themselves. They're, you give me something. They're great. Well, they've had six whiskeys. They should be ordinary. I know they should be just fine right now. Next week um, starts our big whiskey festival, everybody. Um, Joe's going to be here uh, for that. Um, there's uh, stuff going on all week. Make sure that you check out juliosliquors.com and all the events. And uh, you're going to be here. You're going to be here Saturday night and um, Sunday, correct? Yes. You're going to be here for the meet and greet. And you're going to be here for the Grand Dram. Yes. All right. Cool. And uh, that's that's one of our. I hope you all are coming to the whiskey festival because I think it's going to be great. Check it out at juliosliquors.com. Go to events and tastings and find all the all the information there. I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. I want to thank all of our people that are watching on um, on Facebook. I am actually going to uh, we're going to end our Facebook part. Uh, Simon, just stay for a second if you don't mind. Thank you, everybody on Facebook. You can always get. Um, all of our stuff on uh, wherever you get your podcast. This will become a podcast uh, soon, uh, whether it's Spotify or whatever. Look for it's the liquor talking and you'll you'll get that. So let me shut this down. I think I don't know how to do that, but we'll do that right now.